It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Top Stories. I'm Christopher. Hurricane Sandy swept through New York in November 2012. Cue plenty of finger-pointing by those hoping to use the weather to their political advantage. It's issue 212, Wind of Change. Top Story this week. F*** you, Chicago. You just lost the title of Windy City. (laughs) Yes, we are leading with... Hurricane Sandy this week, partly because that blustery bastard very nearly meant that we couldn't do a bugle at all today. (laughs) Uh, Hurricane Sandy is, of course, a slightly strange name for a hurricane. It brings to mind the character of Sandy in Greece, played by Olivia Newton-John, and it only really would have been fitting if Olivia Newton-John had spent that entire movie flipping over cars, pissing on people's carpets and punching John Travolta in the face. Have you not seen the DVD extras? Well, that's it. then it would have seemed eerily appropriate. Now, it, is, it has been a while since I've seen Greece, but I, I think she only actually does two of those. <laughs> Point is, the, the build-up to the hurricane striking was uh, actually pretty impressive. Most of the vulnerable areas were evacuated, even here in the city, and people hunkered down safely and responsibly. I wasn't sure whether people would fully respond to the warnings, and part of me was expecting to see crowds of New Yorkers standing on the beach on Long Island, facing the ocean, grabbing their nuts and screaming, I got your hurricane response right here, buddy! Get the f*** out of here! (laughs) And that didn't happen that much. (laughs) It did, well, not that I saw, Andy, but I'm not going to say it didn't happen. It probably did happen, (laughs) but not in the numbers that I was expecting it to. Uh, There was one magnificent moment of lunacy in the build-up, not only uh, just for the city of New York, but for the country of America. I was watching the local news just before the hurricane hit as yet another reporter stood pointlessly close to New York Harbour, illustrating (laughs) nothing other than their ability to be proximate to a body of water when something truly wonderful happened. (laughs) Just over this reporter's right shoulder, suddenly entering the frame, a man on a jet ski started <laughs> jumping waves and zooming around New York Harbour. That's right. And a man, a man was watching the news, witnessing countless reports predicting the coming of the most dangerous storm on record in New York, and thought to himself, oh, my God, that looks terrible. This is truly an emergency. You know what? Reacting quickly is always critical in these situations. <laughs> so I'd better wax up my jet ski and get out there because I don't want to be the only New Yorker not jet skiing around the harbour when the hurricane strikes. And I will say, Andy, 
Credit to the cameraman at this point, because he did not hesitate to pan immediately away from the wet journalist <laughs> he was inexplicably supposed to be filming, and instead he followed the jet skier all over the harbour as he attempted to jump off the highest wave he could find. It wasn't, it wasn't clear exactly what the long-term aim of this escapade was, but at one point I was wondering whether he was actually going to try and jump off a wave and high-five the Statue of Liberty. <laughs> that seemed... Like the only logical end point to what he was doing. I just don't know why you would jet ski around New York Harbour as a hurricane blew in unless you were going to at least try to high-five the Statue of Liberty. You're either all in or you're all out. And I was watching this and I realised that although this storm may cause significant damage and suffering, fundamentally, everything was going to be OK. <laughs> Does that mean, John, is that... Is that more American than hitting baseballs off a warship into a crowd of jet skis? Not quite, Andy. No. But, you know, you can't compare it with that. That's like, you know, <laughs> comparing a pecan pie with an apple pie. They're both American, but one is a lot more American. Because, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a great show of defiance, isn't it? That America America will not be, will not bow the knee to, uh, no. to weather. They will not take a knee to a hurricane. No, no they, won't. they won't. And they will get on jet skis when the police... <laughs> The Coast Guard, the Mayor and the President would all expressly advise against it. That's not the point. That's almost just egging on people to get on jet skis. That's, yeah, that's how right. they take that advice. Uh, America also responded to nature's threat heroically uh, through the Philadelphia 76ers basketball team, uh, who this weekend uh, have unveiled the world's biggest ever T-shirt cannon. Yes. Which, I mean, to me, that, I mean, that timing can't be coincidence, John. They just must have been mm-hmm. waiting for a moment when America needed some reassurance about itself. And they have unveiled the ultimate American combination of military firepower and free T-shirts. A <laughs> hundred T-shirts in 60 seconds, Andy. <laughs> just th- think that through and then yearn for the day that you see it. The only problem is now there's probably going to be an arms race across the NBA. <laughs> <laughs> Teams desperately try and outdo each other. Is that a bad thing, John? And for all you, no, I'm, it's a good thing <laughs> for all you pacifists out there. You know, would the technology for this hundred t-shirts in sixty seconds t-shirt mm-hmm. cannon exist had the human race not spent so much of the last hundred years working out more and more mechanized way of sla- ways of slaughtering each other? I don't think so, John. I think Apparently that is. The shock- the Chicago Bulls are coming up with a T-shirt bazooka, just as a deterrent. They don't want to ever have to use it. We're very much in a recovery mode uh, here at the moment in the city. As I say, lots of New York is still without power, and downtown Manhattan is a very strange place to be. It is creepily dark and creepily quiet, which is especially creepy, because it's literally never either of those down there. <laughs> um, it's very hard to get around, as the subway has been down all week, and yesterday there were some emergency car restrictions after Wednesday saw the kind of gridlock traffic that you would only normally see in an REM video. But did Michael Stipe suddenly jump out of a cab and start walking over the roofs of the cars and singing angelically? Did he f*** Andy? Instead, it was just a symphony of honking and swearing, which at least showed that the city was in some way getting back to normal. So the rule yesterday was that no car would be allowed to drive into Manhattan unless it contained at least three people which meant the people needed to find two other people to use the bridges or tunnels, which meant that they were going to have to offer lifts to their neighbours, which meant they were going to have to introduce themselves to their (laughs) neighbours, something which many New Yorkers have been putting off for decades. (laughs) 
Either that, or they were going to have to come up with another scheme. You know, get a couple of blow-up dolls, rent a couple of prostitutes to drive in, curb your enthusiasm style, or pick up hitchhikers, none of which seemed like a particularly attractive idea. <laughs> uh, but I was surprised that people didn't see this as a huge opportunity and stand at the entrance to the bridge with a sign saying, passenger for hire, $20 to drive me across the bridge, before jumping into the car, driving across, then walking back across the bridge <laughs> and jumping into another car. They could have made thousands, Andy. <laughs> Uh, how did you get uh, get to the recording? Or did you get a, like, a piggyback from one of the Comedy I wa- Central I walked interns? Most, I, walked, <laughs> I walked most of the way, Andy, <laughs> right. and then I did get the intern piggybacks, <laughs> which I'm entitled to, Andy, because they're getting experience of what it's like to work in television. <laughs> now, uh... Which is emotionally carrying people around on piggyback. <laughs> There was actually a lot of talk, Andy, about why this has happened. You know, was it climate change? Was it an angry god smiting down New York for being a den of iniquity? Was it the gays' fault? You know, they often seem to get blamed for natural disasters by people who don't have any scientific pedigree but do have absolute confidence. <laughs> well, I mean, I or, there's, there's a point. There's, you know, that kind of chaos theory, you know, the butterfly flapping its wing, wing could cause, you know, an earthquake or whatever. <laughs> Similarly, you know, I mean, we all know that the gays, as a species, like mm-hmm. to dance. So, I mean, it's possible that the vigorous gay dancing in New York did cause Hurricane Sandy. I'm it not a possible. scientist, but, I mean, we cannot rule that out, John. It's possible. It's not probable, but it is possible. <laughs> Andy, uh, some people have argued that this hurricane has somehow been engineered by highly paid Obama campaign operatives to make him look good and give him a two-point boost in the polls. Uh, the federal government has actually responded extremely well to this crisis, uh, and uh, eight out of ten people have uh, apparently given the president a good or an excellent rating for his handling, uh, handling of the emergency. Uh, Romney has the problem that during the primary debates he'd spoken out against FEMA, the uh, Federal Emergency Management Agency, in one of his signature moments of shallow, mindless populism. (laughs) A statement he was sure to get away with as long as a major hurricane did not slam into a major American city between then and the election, providing a violent illustration of the flaw in the argument for aggressively streamlined government. As long as that didn't happen, he was going to be fine. Uh, Both candidates suspended their campaigns. Uh, this week, leading some to wonder whether the hurricane was in fact an act of God, who <laughs> also have become so sick of the unremitting cynicism of this campaign that he decided to pull a micro-Noah to give himself <laughs> a 48-hour break from the incessant political posturing. I think uh, actually, it seems that America seems to have come together slightly more harmoniously than usual. Maybe, maybe if nature could schedule in one... Major catastrophe a month. I think America as a nation would be much happier and more cohesive. Well, that's the, you're not alone in thinking that, because they both went out on the campaign trail again yesterday, and the president argued that, on a, as a quote, when disaster strikes, we see America at its best. What? By candlelight? <laughs> <laughs> the, the, it's like a George Delatour picture. <laughs> he then went on to say, all the petty differences that consume us in normal times all seem to melt away. There are no Democrats or Republicans during a storm, just fellow Americans. And is he trying to make people nostalgic for the time that they were being battered by 110 mile an hour winds? Because <laughs> that is how bad presidential campaigns are now. It's almost preferable to have your house destroyed by flood water than to endure one more election cycle. Well, it's, I mean, it's been quite fascinating watching this. That you know, he's had big raps, even from uh, some pretty hardcore opponents, including. Uh, Prominently, Chris Christie, 
uh, the Republican, who's not been generally his biggest fan, I think it's fair to say, a rare display of bipartisan political manners, and particularly around a country that politically is generally more polarised than a bear that has been covered head to toe in meringues. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know if that works comedically, but the image is a strong one. It's meaningless. <laughs> it's meaningless, but it's strong. But it does seem that America only learns to behave itself with itself <laughs> when something terrible is happening to it, particularly if that terrible thing is happening in a predominantly white area. That does seem to make things yes. move more smoothly. It really helps. <laughs> it really helps people care here, Andy. And uh, a Republican uh, uh, complimenting a Democratic president. I mean, politics being politics, people didn't think, oh, that's nice, this is obviously a non-partisan issue. That's a healthy sign of a grown-up democracy. They instantly thought... What the f*** is this guy up to? He is plotting something. I think he started the campaign for his grandson to run for president in 2056. And also, politics being politics, they are probably right. Now, you might look at the hurricane and the devastation and tragedies that it's left in its wake and think, there is absolutely nothing positive about this. But of course, you'd be wrong, because if you are, say, an investment author and therefore have had your soul surgically removed years ago, then you don't see a crisis, Andy. You see a catastrophe. <laughs> author, we have another word author, for the bugle lexicon, ladies and gentlemen. Unbelievable. Author Larry Oxley gave tips uh, this week on how to trade the so-called Frankenstorm to make money, saying, it's almost hilarious. But the beauty of extreme weather investing is that you don't necessarily have to be ahead of the event. You can just play the opportunity as it unfolds. Thanks for listening. And if you are a premium or super bugle subscriber, there's a new show popping into your feed any moment now called Ask Andy. Go to thebuglepodcast.com and find out how you can donate to this wonderful family of shows. Hi, it's producer Chris from The Bugle here. Did you know that I have a new series of my podcast, Richie Firth Travel Hacker, out now? It's the show where Richie Firth and I talk about how to make travel better in our very special way. In this series, we discuss line bikes, Teslas, the London Overground, and a whole bunch of other random stuff that possibly involves wheels or tracks or engines of some variety. God, what a hot sell this is. I mean, you, you, you must be so excited. Listen now.